probably one of the one of the best seasons power rangers in space that was like the opening <laughs> no i don't remember power rangers in space at all what it was no. after turbo it was after they got their ship pushed in in turbo and they were like yo we gotta go and then there was just happened to be a a, a nasa aircraft that was <laughs> readily available for them to leave there. so i got when i was in third grade um our our teacher what was her name? Miss Theodore? Yeah, it was there. Thurman or some <laughs> shit. I can't remember her name. It was something TH. But Queen she lady. asked us all to bring in our favorite movies. And I brought in a VHS of Power Rangers. The, and it, I don't remember. Ivan, with Ivan Ooze? No, it wasn't the movie. It was like a VHS special like it had a whole bunch of different episodes on it and whatnot so i even like fast forwarded the vhs to the like the one episode <laughs> I, I had those and, tapes <laughs> yeah you know what i'm talking about and yep. um so it was i can't remember exactly what it was but i remember this memory it was the uh it was the episode where they had like some con like some conflict at a carnival or some shit and uh the whole goal was everybody in the class bearing in mind like the class is like 10 people like because this is nowhereville iowa right and uh she, the whole goal was to like then she was going to go watch them all and then pick one for us to watch at school for a pizza party i was like dope i fucking love power rangers i'm in the third fucking grade kenny you know like power rangers are dope <laughs> Yo, you you act like i'm coming after you like wow this no 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 like tree. i say that i say that because then apparently i was one of the first ones she watched because then the next day she fucking kept me out of recess to punish me for fucking watching Power Rangers because it was a sinful show. Oh, dude. Oh, don't get me started. No, <laughs> no, I'm not going to. So, gonna um, yeah, that fucked with me a little bit because not only it wasn't just me sitting quietly like I got berated for the entire half hour recess about like how terrible I am as a child for, for liking the Power Rangers by my teacher. Did- did you tell your parents? No. <laughs> like I haven't actually told another living soul until right now. This is the first time I've ever said anything out loud. Man, I'm so glad you're getting therapy because, like, <laughs> holy shit, <laughs> thing, that like, I damn, my girlfriend's gonna be so happy that that breaks my heart. <laughs> that hurts me in ways. <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyway, um, because after that, weirdly enough, I wasn't into Power Rangers anymore. Oh, I wonder fucking why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Oh, man. Damn. 
<laughs> this <Yeah>. is <laughs> a sad day. Do you do you want like who do you want to just go like leave a what's the like what was it in Billy Madison with the the turd and the and the brown bag and they light it on fire? You want to go? I'm do pretty that? sure she. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Um, I'm pretty sure she died, but I can't confirm. I just kind of hope she did. <laughs> like well, fuck that woman. What an evil fucking lady. You know what I mean? Like how evil are you? <laughs> oh my! I like yo. There's so many things to like. There's a lot like, in that story, right? So like, like, there's yeah, a lot. There's so I haven't much. even told my therapist that story yet. I gotta tell him that. <laughs> Yo, for real, God. <laughs> I forgot that happened. Like, it, I, I never think about it until somebody brings up Power Rangers, and then like, it just kind of hits me. <laughs> Yo, that's like a, that's like your trigger word. <laughs> Man, I just want to... I used to be d- super into him, man. Like, I remember one of my favorite Christmases before that. Like, I got um my parents... And bearing in mind, I grew up kind of poor. But my parents scraped together enough money to get me um all the cars. And then turn them oh. into the... Yeah, all of them so I could put them into, the, like, the big fucking thing. And, yeah. Like, yo, no, that shit is again. expensive, yo. Yeah, Damn. Dude. Yeah, what man. A, Especially in their height when Power Rangers was the shit. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Fuck it. Do you want to go beat up like her descendants just because? Like run I don't up think on them? She, I, I don't. I, I think she she fucking got divorced because she's an unbearable bitch. <laughs> hey man, what, what's the saying? Sins of the father, sins of the mother. Y'all be like, hey, this is this is personal. And <laughs> so, your mother ruined Power Rangers for me. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to get hang out with my boy and like Green Ranger mass and beat up people that's it just black <laughs> air force energy so anyway you were talking about power rangers <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah I w- it was just my god i don't even know if i can finish my story <laughs> like i want to process what you just told me <laughs> like no kid should not be able to enjoy like, power rangers because like I-, I it's one of those things where my dorky ass loves it but I think about my nephews and how when I when I got to hang out with them, legit all they would watch was Power Rangers, and I'm like, damn, this really this is really generational. Yeah, I'm, that's a little puncher like that. You know, that's something you should be able to share with Bruce. Watching, <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> you know when they made the 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 most recent live action Power Rangers? It's supposed to be dark and gritty and shit. Like that entire movie. That's all I was thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yo is good i mean what is it the opening is the the white ranger putting fools down dude i can't remember it because like like i was so in my own head about it like at the end of it i was like i don't even know what i watched <laughs> i wasn't there <laughs> well they're well they're rebooting the reboot so i mean all right i'll probably watch it yeah they're <laughs> like well they, for pain. <laughs> they they want that big movie money they want that that movie universe so they just the one need that, to. Yeah, yeah. Just need to commit to it. They could do it. Power Rangers could totally do it. Oh yeah, dude. They they, they stay ripping off well, I don't even know if they if they rip off the Oh my god, I actually know the name of what it's ripped off of. I can't even ugh. I can't remember anymore. I watched that little docuseries about it and I forgot it. Right. I forgot, and I forgot who it was ripped off of. Uh not it's not common writer, but Whatever, it's a, one of those, the common writer-like shows. I feel terrible. Someone's going to, like, beat me for not remembering. I'd be right. Never read the comments. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. Oh, so, I, I have a bone to pick with you before we before we go into the actual show. Oh, I'm excited. All right. Which so bone? you know you know the last couple of episodes I've been I've been speaking fake Spanish. Have you? I mean, let's call it what it is. <laughs> it's definitely play, not real Spanish. Let me like, play dumb, right? <laughs> like, what? How long? <laughs> the betrayal. <laughs> oh, no. Go on, Brandon. <laughs> um, since then, all my YouTube ads have been in Spanish. <laughs> it's been about two weeks now. <laughs> I love it. I I love it so much. It's like if there was a way to annoy you, that that is the best way. Like I'm over here trying to say cheesy shit when I post just to piss you off, but that right there is mwah. And you know how annoying YouTube ads are, right? Like they're super fucking annoying. Like Dude, they're they're cancer. They are like, terrible. Like they are the worst. So now imagine the exact same ads, but in a language you don't speak. <laughs> and it's, well, think about it now. I feel like your ads have a lot more passion, and they're more dramatic. It's like mm. a telenovela. Now. It's it's the exact same shit. <laughs> it's the exact same shit. And like some of them are just like it's. I remember these fucking these stupid things. It's the same fucking shot from an iPhone, looking dumbass. Let me tell you, like people who have no idea about sound quality and like don't know about sound reverberation, are just like screaming at their microphone and um but it'll take away their shit and then it'll have just Spanish going over their shit. And like, it's not even an attempt to lip sync. (laughs) Yeah. No, man. As long as the the message gets taken across, I don't know what the message is. I don't speak it. (laughs) All I'm, you know what? All I'm hearing is it's it's a you problem is what I'm hearing. I'm not even sure if it's a problem because then if it went back to English, I'd just be mad anyway. You know what I mean? Like I just like, I'd just be like, oh, what? You guys didn't think I could learn Spanish? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just because I'm I'm a petty little, little shit. But. The, the way I see it is like this. Now you get to get mad, but in Espanol. Oh. Now you're mad in two languages. <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. <laughs> I, I love it when that Sold. marketing degree kicks in. <laughs> you got me. I'm down. But um, This man's going to go to his wife. Hey, baby, you know I'm bilingual. <laughs> and she'll be like, that explains a lot. And I'll be like, no, bilingual. <laughs> oh, I, I can feel the eye roll from here. <laughs> Lord. Oh man, but uh we got uh we're going back to the Halo verse today, right? Season one, season one. We're, back. <laughs> we're, we're time traveling. <laughs> oh. We recorded the Technomancer episode in the past. That's why we're able to do this. <laughs> or did we? That would have been dun, the smart dun, thing. Dun. That would have been the smart thing to do. <laughs> Shh, we're not smart. <laughs> this, is a, this is a pod for smart people facts dude but uh for those of you just joining in and for those of you who are for some reason just joining us on this episode which why did you do that go back (laughs) (laughs) you'll have no idea what we're talking about but uh with you as always it's me i'm your co-host brandon wayner and with me as always is co-host kenny the fighting chicken gomez aka el gallo negro que lo que mi gente (laughs) (laughs) 
You wasn't ready for that. See, that that's another two weeks of fucking Spanish cheating. Yeah. I'm so happy that like what we gotta have Jeff. What's Jeff Bezos' evil Spanish brother? What's his name? <laughs> Roberto Bezos. Oh, He's running all your ads. He sits in his evil Spanish corporate building. <laughs> Man, that reminds me. I got a story about Roberto on a, for another day because it'll be another 20 minutes before we get this podcast going. Oh, man. Oh, man. But just remind me about Roberto. I'll never forget. It's funny as shit. Don't worry. I got a, I got a Raul story for you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but um, this episode, we are going back to the Halo universe, and we're going to be going through the next section of events in the Halo timeline. Hey. For those of you... Brandon, I gotta stop you, dude. Do you hear what? that? Hear what? Do you hear that? Hear what? It's the silent storm. <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> but we're just coming off of Cole, right? Yeah, Cole Train! Yeah, yep, we caught up with Cole, <laughs> and before him, we talked about the absolute shitstorm of collateral damage. So now we're going into Silent Storm, and believe it or not, Silent Storm is actually really good. Uh, it's about 400 pages long, and it is a book I definitely recommend reading because the same the guy who wrote it, his name is Troy Denning, and he wrote a whole bunch of shit. He's written actually like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Halo books. He wrote three Kim Possible books. Um, he wrote like, I'm guessing a dozen Star Wars books, and then he also wrote a whole bunch of fiction before that. He wrote The Dark Sun uh series as well as the forgotten realm series and combat command he's an actually a really talented writer um he's definitely a slow burner writer so don't expect a whole bunch of shit just to go down he's very much paints the scene and then how things go through it so if you do choose to read it just know it is a little bit of a slow burn but it is worth reading so what you're saying is it's a tom clancy novel A novel, yeah. Yeah, one of his novels for sure. Back back when he was still alive writing his his novels before he got too old to where ghostwriters had to write for him. And now mm. <laughs> where people are still, <laughs> somehow he's still writing them. <laughs> Weird. Oh, man. Never let me sell my name like that, Kenny. Never let me sell my name like that. Hey, man, look, if it, if, if it brings generational wealth to your family, especially the fact that we're going to be buying water, just to drink soon, I will. We're gonna slap you on a bucket of chicken, Brandon. When haven't you bought water to drink? <laughs> Look, man, I still live in Woodstock '69. We're out even, here sharing. <laughs> even tap water, you pay for. <laughs> like you are always paying for water. <laughs> Look, man, you just gotta reroute a pipe here or two, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, I digress. But yeah, we'll be going through the Silent Storm storyline, and we're gonna try to. A lot happens in Silent Storm, but it's one of those weird ones where a lot happens and a lot doesn't happen at the same time. So for those of you at home who have read the novel and you think we're forgetting something, we haven't. <laughs> it's just Silent Storm is kind of like collateral damage in the sense that it's very self-contained. And the era that it was written in, a lot of different pieces of lore that we'll be going through haven't developed yet. Meaning like, it wrote some things happening that there was no backstory yet. And you'll see what I mean with that as we talked about a couple of the characters and what happens. But uh, for now, 
let's bring everybody up to speed because I think Ken Dog, you want to talk about the first character in Silent Storm. Last time we saw him, he was flying through the Boogaloo. Oh yeah, man, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> that is Sergeant Avery Johnson. Excuse me, I get I get a little choked up talking about the old man. But um, if you guys remember, remember Avery. Avery was um, he was kicking butt. He was the original Spartan to face off with the lovely Covenant on uh, Harvest. He, uh, if you guys remember, he was um, doing the uh, he was clapping cheeks in space. He was clapping cheeks in space uh, with a Oni agent. Well, at this time. He is actually become an advisor because he is um, well versed, well well versed with the covenant. So what's gonna happen is, and on on March seventh of twenty five twenty six, Johnson gets called to a meeting on the UNSC Everest. And real quick, Brandon, am I moving too far? Just a little bit, because we gotta bring Cole in. Got you. Okay. Because Cole kind of is the mastermind behind everything in Silent Storm. In fact, he's the one who calls it Silent Storm. <laughs> well, ca- catch us up with Cole because, man, Cole gets a surprise in, in Silent Storm. Yes, he do. <laughs> so what's, um, what's going on? This is on the heels of his uh of his uh, victories, isn't it? This is like almost, even, uh, I think, a year after. Mm-hmm. Just shy, just shy of a year, just over a year, give or take. And um, so Cole right now, the UNSC, as well as UEG, Cole is the only one with a confirmed win against the Covenant. So he's basically given an express pass to where there is no chain of command with Cole. Cole decides what Cole does, and um, that's it. (laughs) Cole is almost his own military, if that kind of makes sense. (laughs) Like, there's the military, like, and then there's the guy who goes, oh, I work for Preston Cole. (laughs) Like it's there, it's it's different. Um, so with that being said, Cole, um, yeah, because Cole wins March first is when he wins the second battle of Harvest, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and then after March, that's when the UNSC decides that they need to pivot into a new strategy for the war, um, because they don't have an army of Coles. <laughs> if they did, this would be easy, right? Um. But they don't. They only have one coal. So they need to pivot. And basically what that pivot means, and this is one, nobody's going to be surprised by this, but this basically means the UEG, the United Earth Government, for those of you who have forgotten, decide that they need to kind of tactically pick their fights, which in turn means they're willing to lose some of the outer colonies. And by some of, I mean most of. Because to them you got to think of it through their eyes. Like they don't have really much control over the outer colonies anyway. It's all rebel forces. They're not providing anything much in terms of material. Really? The only things providing anything are harvest, which (laughs) that's already gone. And then reach. Those are the two big ones. Maybe alpha Corvi. You could argue, but that's, but that's arguable, you know? Yeah. So, what that basically means is instead of kind of spreading their fleets out, they're going to kind of tight knit them a little bit more and then let Cole take the spearhead maneuvers to do the attacking while everybody else basically runs defense. Cole's the point guard. 
That was beautiful. That was that was that was very very beautiful and very well said. So the first maneuver that happens is around March fourth, the UNSC Starry Night. Uh, it is sent on an observation mission to watch Covenant vessels around a planet by the name of Netherop. The issue that they find when they're examining these vessels is they are only ever visible for about 20 minutes every hour. The rest of the time they're maintaining invisibility, which for somebody, you know, if your job is to watch a ship that's invisible, like, can you imagine what your logs are? <laughs> like reporting that up. Man. But uh, real, real quick, are, are you sure? Or, or is that is the is the public tell we're telling people that it was just an observation mission? That is the report on page three. Oh. <laughs> <of> Silent Storm. <laughs> we are on page three. <laughs> I'm like over here. Get to the meat and potatoes. Tell them what we were really doing. <laughs> so. Um, he took a sippy sip, y'all. This is serious. <laughs> uh, that's First Blade. We won't be talking much about First Blade. He kind of does his own thing. But um, the ship that they are observing is, I believe it's called Radiant Arrow. Isn't that? Yeah. So they're what they're doing, they're watching the Radiant um, Arrow. It's a Covenant yes. frigate. Yes. Um. Covenant frigate. Let's see. I I don't want to go too too far ahead if you don't, if you want me to just say the the main goal of what we were why we were watching. Um. Yeah. No. Go for it. You're talking about the because the meeting doesn't happen until a few days after because we're we're on March 5th right now. Right. And they and they talk about this in the meeting. So yes. initially, uh, not only were we observing, the real the real goal was. We were going to steal a Covenant ship. We're going to hijack that son of a bitch. <laughs> that's like the most, that's the most American thing I've ever heard. We're going to, Nicholas Cage planned this mission. <laughs> so essentially, y'all, they, um, they monitored the ship for a day to kind of figure out where it was going to be. And from there, they used a ship called the Prowler. So think of like a, any a UNSC kind of like dropship. And what they did was they had the Prowler do a slingshot to shoot out 12 Spartans at the, at the Covenant frigate. And I know what you're thinking. Why are they doing this? Because it's not the first time we've shot out 12 Spartans at a Covenant frigate. This has kind of become the norm at this point. So... And also too, when um during their observations, they actually shadowed a um a squadron of banshees. And what they did was when they slingshotted them, we had they actually followed them into the maintenance hangar of the of the frigate. And then Brandon, what happened when the Spartans uh, entered the ship? Which team, blue, gold, or uh, green? oh, uh, well, just the, just the initial. If you want to start with blue team, and then we could talk about green team and gold. Uh, so, so blue team. Um, for, so it, whenever we talk about blue team, I always assume that's John's team. For those listeners at home, John one one seven will always lead blue team. Um, with him are Fred and Kelly, as well as Linda. 
And then um, Green Team, y'all, just so everybody knows. Um, Green Team is uh, Kurt, Solomon, Malcolm, and Anton. And then Gold Team is Joshua, Daisy, Naomi, and Grace. Lord, I am looking at all their statuses. <laughs> it is not a great time. <laughs> it is not. Bearing in mind, I love Daisy. <laughs> yeah, man. Lord, it is not a good time. <laughs> um, I can't wait to talk about Daisy one day, but going into it. So, oops, lost my page. So everything kind of goes well at first um, until a spy For a man by the name of Hector Naito, Naito, mm-hmm, yeah, from the the rebels. Yes, I just don't know how to pronounce that last name. Um, he's working as a spy um, on the Prowler, and he picks up a broadcast over the squad com. Basically, picks up communication, and he attempts to deliberately get all the Spartans on board killed. Yeah, y'all, just just a quick reminder. Uh, everybody hates the Spartans. Even Oni hates the Spartans. Yeah, it's a really rough time to be a Spartan. Um, <laughs> so basically, he does a broadcast um, kind of like, yeah, there's people on your boat. And yeah, a firefight ensues. And and mind you, y'all, just just real quick, well, when they came in, they actually put down everybody in the hangar without no one on the ship noticing. Mm-hmm. They they went straight Sam Fisher on everybody's ass. Like, imagine a squad, like three squads of Sam Fishers. That's how well they were operating. Well, old machine. Yeah. Now during this firefight, Kelly gets injured. Um. So with Kelly injured, John kind of goes to secure the bridge because obviously you want to secure the bridge. And the Radiant Arrow uh, shipmaster, seeing John, decides, like, no, fuck you, you're not getting my boat. And he decides to hit the self-destruction button. Because that's just one button that you have to push, apparently, <laughs> to, to initiate a self-destruct sequence. Can you imagine that? Imagine if cars had that. Oh, yeah, man, that the, <laughs> they totally needed that in Newark. In Newark, New Jersey, that, like, for some people, just because of chop shops. Oh. Mm hmm. Oh, and real quick, y'all, while when they made that push to the to the bridge, uh, gold team was doing tactical support. So they were covering both blue team and green team. So they were taking heavy casualties. Yeah, they and, were. <laughs> and then on top of that, what was green team? Um, Green team at the time, while John's team secured the deck, they were actually trying to secure the engineering deck mm-hmm. before everything went to hell. Now, bearing in mind, so one thing I do want to bring up is in the book, it does say that the operator of the Prowlers, um, they use the term accidentally a lot, but as we'll come mm. to find out, it was not accidental at all. Um, but at this point, there's no... N- nobody thinks of deception you know what i mean like it's kind of like oh that happened now we have to react to it oh it's just it's let's be real we're not gonna insult you and be like an accident happened (laughs) yeah yeah a little oopsie doopsie uh (laughs) in today's climate i think everybody is kind of a pseudo conspiracy theorist yeah (laughs) for real for freaking Uh, real (laughs) 
So shit goes down. Everything goes to shit. John manages to get to an escape pod. Um, who else manages to get into an escape pod? Because I only remember John specifically. But I know Linda makes it. Basically, all blue team makes it. So what What I got was all the Spartans made it. All of them made it? All of, all of them made it on this one. Don't get me wrong. It's, Sil- it's Silent Storm is what gets everybody. Yeah, um, Silent Storm's Ra- where everything goes to shit. It's just it's this little precursor I can't remember. I think they all did make it. Mm. It was mostly just wounded. I don't think anybody got killed. Ye- yeah, no. Uh, Kelly's, Kelly's had a broken rib cage. Uh, oh, that's nothing to a Spartan. That's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's, that's like a know. bruise. Like <laughs> that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it was Kelly. Um, nothing with Daisy yet, but yeah, just Kelly was the only one that got hurt. God, poor uh, Daisy. It's funny. This this mission is kind of like a precursor, just like um, Woodstock '99. Have you seen that documentary? No, I have not. Well, the, the, the example is the mayor of the town is trying to christen the stage with a bottle, but it takes him like five, I think like five to 10 minutes to break the bottle on the stage to be like the universe saying, hey, this is a really bad idea. Didn't the same thing happen to the Titanic? Is that folklore? I, um, I'm not 100%, but I can research it. Yeah, pull it up. I can't remember who it was, but it... I don't even remember when the Titanic was, to be honest with you. I don't even know what year the Titanic sunk. Uh, the Titanic, my f- wasn't Titanic before World War One? I? I don't remember. I can't remember what ship I'm thinking of. There was a ship, but it was during Prohibition, so it was an empty bottle that they broke on it, and then it ended up getting fucked up. Oh, the um, the Titanic was actually never christened. Oh, that'll do it. That's just mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, it's worse. It's <laughs> <That's, that's> terrible. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, and, man. Well, some of the, the things you don't fuck with in life is a sailor is like a sailor's folklore. You don't fuck with it. Like they got their shit. You just let them do it, no matter how goofy it is. If that motherfucker wants to spin around in a circle three times and then like slap his <laughs> left knee, you let that shithead do it. And you don't judge him. You let him do it. He's doing it for all of you. You don't. Your safety. It's um. <laughs> God, what? Is it, what was the? It's like Dude Man and Lost having to hit that goddamn button. <laughs> <laughs> also, the uh, the ship you're thinking of is the Concordia. Ah, uh, that'll do it. That'll yep. do it. That'll do it. Um, so everybody gets out, but basically the whole mission is kind of a fuck up, right? Um, this is kind of one of the big L's that the Spartans take because they didn't end up being able to hijack this ship because it went boom, boom. While right, this to, is happening, what I was going to be like, to be fair to them, they did get like equipment and, and weapons out yeah. for pickup later, you know? Yeah, they, they got, you know, <laughs> but they didn't get the participation. ship. <laughs> God. That's like gas going up by $4 than me wanting to be thankful for going down 20 cents. Like, cool, man. But that wasn't the goal. <laughs> like, um, while this is happening, Sergeant Johnson is waking up. He wakes up two days after this mission goes to shit and he wakes up on the UNSC Santori. Bearing in mind, Sergeant Johnson didn't mean to go to the Santori. He was kind of discovered, but he was supposed to be going to Neos Atlantis to join the 11th Marine Force Reconnaissance. So he kind of woke up with a like, oh, I'm in Neos Atlantis. And they're like, nope, you're on the UNSC Santori. <laughs> hey, John, the- 
the, the Dinsey. Goes. He goes where he pleases, damn it. Where there's booty, that's where he's at. Yes. So um, he's kind of like, yo, we need you to go somewhere else. And he's like, but I want to go work with the Marines. And they're like, somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a firm tone. <laughs> you're going to do it and you're going to like it. <laughs> There is need for you, um, which there is, because to be fair, he's the first quote unquote Spartan to like deal with the covenant. So obviously he kind of has some roundabout knowledge on how to do things, even though that was also a complete clusterfuck. Yeah, but he went out guns blazing. So <laughs> that that's yeah. where he had a lot of heart <laughs> and we'll, and we'll hear that from Cole. <laughs> God, um, so he gets transported over to the UNSC Everest. Now, he gets brought over because a certain someone wants to have a meeting with him. Mm, true, true. Mm, it's our boy Cole. Admiral Cole and Admiral fucking Stanforth. I hate Admiral Stanforth. And by the end of the series, you will too. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's, you know, he's just a, a misunderstood asshole. That's all. No, he is not. He's just an asshole. <laughs> no, they, no, it is very understandable. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> no, fuck Stanforth. We don't like, we don't condone Stanforth in this podcast. Um, so Ad, uh, Admiral Cole calls for a meeting, and in the meeting are Admiral Stanforth, of course, Admiral Cole, because he called it, as well as Avery Johnson, and a Drum roll. by the name of... Dr. Catherine Halsey. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> so, so Cole's having a meeting with the baby mama, but he brought back up. He brought the boy. <laughs> you gotta love it. Now, one thing I do want to clarify, because this was a question I got. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, it's the question. <laughs> The answer Wait. is mm, no. Oh no! So, I'm sorry. I was thinking. Uh, I thought. I thought Captain Keys was there. Apparently, he was not. No, I thought. Yeah, I thought you were just making a joke because like Cole's real bro lady shows up. Yeah, I must have gotten that mixed up in my head then because uh, something else goes down. But yes, Doctor Halsey is also there. For I don't know why I thought Keys was there. I thought this was more dramatic in my head than it was, and that's on mm, me. You know what it is? It's it's all those Spanish ads. <laughs> It has to be. Yeah, because I'm like reading it right now. And no, I'm just fucking stupid. Oh, dude, I literally thought you were making a joke. No, no, it was just me being stupid. Oh, damn. <laughs> Don't give me that much credit. Damn, this is how I ended up in Atlanta. <laughs> so never mind. Um, I'm just a moron. Could have yeah, yeah, they, had, nope, they, had, a, they had a little meeting. They, they, yep, just they had, had a little meeting. meeting. Um, so in this meeting... The, all of them kind of come up with now that they have Sergeant Johnson, they kind of use Sergeant Johnson as leverage to get their plan in motion because these three have already come up with a plan, but they need kind of like to, but, but we're bringing Avery with us. How could anything go wrong? <laughs> Which if you know anything about his past, a lot of shit could go wrong, but hey, whatever. <laughs> nothing goes wrong with, with Sergeant Avery Johnson, okay? You have some respect, Brandon. A lot goes wrong. <laughs> a whole ass building blew up one time. <laughs> hey, if, Another if time, that, a whole ass planet blew up. 
if that <laughs> was the case, why would Cole show so much confidence in his extensive combat experience? Because I'm ninety, I'm ninety percent sure <laughs> Preston Cole is unable to move his face to any other expression than what he has naturally. I don't think he understands human emotion. Not unless it's uh, next to a digit. There you go. <laughs> but they use him, and what they come up with is the plan is an operation by the name of Silent Storm. And the plan of Silent Storm is to kind of repeat what they did with Radiant Arrow, but instead of doing it with a rebel ship, they're going to do it with a covenant ship. Because if it didn't work the first time, it'll definitely work the second time and on a bigger scale. And that is Military 101. <laughs> and their goal is to board the Covenant vessels. They're going to take what technology they can out of them and then blow up the Covenant vessels from the inside rather than trying to work it from the outside inward like what Cole did in his victory. The day after they come up with this plan, another planet by the name of Et, um, Etalon gets glassed the same way Harvest was by the Covenant. So just as a reminder, the Covenant are still just doing shit. <laughs> They're not waiting around. They're still purging humanity. Yeah, no, and on top of that, um, they blamed it. They blamed it on the Rebels on top of that, actually. Yes, they did. Yes, they fucking did. Um, a lot of this gets downplayed to them blaming it on the rebels, like a lot. <laughs> um, the same day that's happening, bureaucracy takes place and Cole needs to go and talk to a couple of the colonels and some other captains to kind of get them on board with the plan. Nothing really interesting happens there. Hold so, on. Wait, I, I do have a question. Cause I'm a little confused. Isn't silent storm instead of jacking the ship, they're supposed to be planting nuclear like nuclear bombs on the yeah. covenant ships yeah that's what i said they're gonna oh, be jacking said... them yeah it's gonna be a repeat of radiant arrow they're gonna take out what technology they can and then blow them up from the inside rather than okay. the outside like what captain keys or what the, no Preston i pulled the you i pulled the you all i heard was jacking it i was like listen man they can't do that twice that's insanity <laughs> we're I'm just not we're, we're just dumb today <laughs> We are. This is the dumb episode. Well, we are so fucking brain dead with Halo. <laughs> like, can, we, can we go back over to fucking wannabe Greedfall? Can we go over oh to Technofall? <laughs> Technofall. I'm pretty sure we're, it's it's been a long week, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that it has, homie. That it has. Um, now, while this is going on, John gets the uh, the other Spartans going. He gets them into mock combat. <laughs> guess who joins in <laughs> yeah Your favorites yeah the black daggers yeah more yeah yeah, yeah i remember what happens when you mix a couple of odsts with some spartans yeah the the black daggers obviously get their <laughs> get their shit pushed in consistently uh yeah consistently yep the spartans are consistently victorious is their for is their phrasing but that's what's so Avery Mother Loving Johnson shows up, baby. So I and and maybe you can educate the people what specific game. Johnson steps in for the for the Marines and but he gives them like new strategies on how to beat the the Spartans, doesn't he? He does. Um 
but Sergeant Johnson takes over kind of the coordination of the Black Daggers. However, the Spartans still win. It's just now they aren't breezing through it anymore. <laughs> now they actually they have to like kind of try. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's kind of a big deal, I guess. Um, but yeah, no. It's just it's the it's the difference between the Mark Ones and the Mark Twos. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> Um, now at this point that happens for about three days during that time, the, and I'm going to butcher this, but I've never heard it pronounced. I'm going to call it the Bico, the Bico independence army tries to overthrow the UEG a total of seven times in one day. On the seventh try, they managed to hold Manda, uh, Mandal, Mandalam, Say that ten times fast. Mandalam. Mandalam, 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 Mandalam. <laughs> For two whole ass months. And I bring that up because that they do become important. That same day, while they're making that attack, the Freedom League on Jericho 7 engages with Spartans. And the Spartans obviously almost wipe out the entire league. <laughs> Freedom from their fucking, their, uh, their mortal shells. Is all that happened. Hey Amen. When it comes to the Spartans, they're like democracy. Where there's oil, <laughs> there's change. Right. Oh, man. Go, go so, ahead. I didn't even cut you off. You're doing great. Oh, no, you're good. So the next thing that happens. So on the 11th, everything's kind of getting into movement. Uh, you remember you remember a guy by the name of Colonel Crowther? Yeah, he has a heart of gold, is what I hear. Yeah, he is a lovely human being. Mm-hmm. Um, we've brought him up before. He, the son of a bitch. So this guy, he kind of tries to usurp Silent Storm into his own operation, if that makes sense. And what he does is he tries to divide all the Spartans into individuals. And then make those individuals supported by Black Daggers. And then the Spartans in those teams would be the ones transporting the nukes for Silent Storm. So essentially, he he wants to separate all the Spartans away from each other. So that way they they don't have any other Spartan support when they do these raids. And then make them solely in charge of carrying a nuclear device. Does that sound like potential betrayal at all to anybody? (laughs) Does that sound not right? (laughs) I just want to put out the reason why he would never do that wasn't because that they were, he found out that they were minors and he was trying to protect his reputation. He would never do that. Never, never. Heart of gold. Heart of gold. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever somebody does something for you, they never have their own nefarious reasons. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Fortunately, though, John and Sergeant Johnson are like, that's stupid. Um, And the reason why is, one, that's going to decrease. Their main concern, believe it or not, isn't the casualties. Their main concern is actually the Spartan effectiveness. That's like the first thing they bring up. They're like, first of all, we're not as effective when we're solo secondly you're increasing the chances of casualties and thirdly go fuck yourself 
<laughs> that that last one was Johnson's recommendation. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was John. Well, Johnson, seeing that John's getting a little hot, he uh, he suggests that listen, we have time to train. Why don't we train like it? See what happens. Knowing that, like, obviously, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? But that way, fucking, he knows how to manipulate the military system. He knows how to play corporate. Is what yes. you're saying. I love that corporate play. Gotta love it. Mm, climb that ladder. <laughs> um, while this is happening, that same day, insurrectionist envoys consisting uh Patero, Zoyas, Riza Lindbergh, Nancy Ander, Nemesio Breit, Erland Booth, and Bahito Noti arrive on a sh- on a ship by the the Bellicose. Bell- that, the Bellicose. I was gonna call it the Bellicuse, but it is Bellicose. <laughs> and they partake in a welcome party. Yay! Oh, fun, fun little Greek Greek moment, y'all. Greek moment. It means inclined or eager to fight. Oh, that really means this is a lot. That's what, whoever named the ships in Halo had no business one naming them baller ass names and two doing this much shit with them. You know what I mean? Like they're always cool as fuck. I hope they paid them like sixty k that year. <laughs> It's a lot of God, research. They'd, they'd be so lucky. For real. Now, the next thing I'm going to bring up, and I I wanted to keep this as a bomb to drop later, but we do need to bring it up for the backstory. Down. So, so do you want to drop the bomb? No, oh, man. What this happens is, on the 12th? No, bro, this is you, baby. This is your moment. We're already up to chapter six in the book, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are cruising. Um, so... The next day, a woman by the name of, how do you say it? Lirene? Uh, Lirene. Uh, Laren? It might. Are we going to read this like this? The, uh, this read it like No, we're reading it like the substitute teacher. Lirene Castilla. Yeah. Lirenonana Castilla. We're just going to call her Lyra. Yeah. So Lyra. Lyra Castilla. For those listeners at home, you may remember Lyra. She um was uh, Preston Cole's first ex-wife. She was the pirate captain that he was chasing down across the galaxy. Y'all remember that little gal? Guess who's back? <laughs> so her and somebody by the name of General Harper Gavin Garvin meet with the insurrectionist envoys aboard the Bellicose, and they discuss the situation with the Covenant. They also discuss the UNSC, the Spartans, and they have a little notion of something by the name of Operation Silent Storm. The bird, mm-hmm, the birds have already come flying and they are chirping away. So they decide that they're going to make an attempt to work with the Covenant to try to gain independence. Uh, I just want to take a moment. And that once again, that is the most human thing to do in the world. Hey, instead of killing all of us, we're going to betray half of us. And then you're going to leave us alone, right? You gotta love human thought, human thinking. Gotta love it. Fake universe. Like that. Uh, what's that? Oh, that perseverance. Um, forget Self-preservation. Self-preservation. There we go. Self-preservation. It's 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 crazy. Jeez. It's crazy. And the thing is, is like 
that's exactly how it would go in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, like without a fucking doubt. Oh um, man, what I expect, yo! I especially anybody who's like really doing good. Oh, they'll be the first ones to throw us under the bus. <laughs> Hell yeah, they are. Um, so the day that's happening is the day that John and Sergeant Johnson start doing the training runs that uh fucking father decided to do and for the entirety of the week for the next five days straight they're like yo this isn't working it won't work and crowther's like no nah, it's a great idea because it's my idea <laughs> like just deal with it my man's reputation must be unharmed at all costs he cannot let these children make him look bad now the next thing that happened oh are we gonna talk about the first blade uh no let's keep it moving let's keep it moving. yeah let's keep it moving so on march 18th the spartans in the black daggers begin an operation by the name of ice drill so what was supposed to happen was it was supposed to be just a normal training exercise and it accidentally progressed into a real fucking mission. <laughs> Ooh, Let me what explain. <laughs> Let me explain. Um, so as the Biko Independence Army uh, began a coup against the Colonial Chancellor, they took the Sioba Ice Quarry. So they were just going there for training, and the Spartans and the Black Daggers go in and they're like, fuck it. Let's just take the quarry back from the insurrectionists. As a fucking training op, yo, <laughs> as a training op. Um, like, okay. Yeah. So while all this info, while they're kind of like getting all the community, the information like ironed out, John is spoken to by somebody by the name of Hector Nieto, who informs him that he doesn't just know about the Spartans, but also make sure John knows no one approves of Crowther's behavior. So basically, Naoto's like, "Yo, listen, that guy's a fuck." <laughs> so, Loki, sorry, I tried to kill you. <laughs> My B. <laughs> you gotta love it, yo. Best friends. Is this a budding friendship? <laughs> you best believe it. So I'm just going to uh, read it as it's, as I have it written. So the, the lead ODSTs as Spartan of operation ice drill are mowed down by insurrectionist M 41 L a a G's. Is that with their, uh, the, the Vulcans? I actually not quite sure what the M 41 is. I thought it was the, 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 the machine gun on the Warhog. Oh, are we doing this again? I, I believe are, yeah, are so, we are we doing the warthog discussion again well it's no not it's not not the warthog but the attachment on the warthog that's all i mean look i'm not here for war i'm here for peace <laughs> uh the m41 is the light light anti-aircraft gun yes it is the it is the same machine guns on the back of Bullshit. That's, that, that's it. I'm just trying to paint a picture. Why are you trying to hurt me? 
<laughs> I, ever since that warthog discussion, <laughs> I just don't trust you anymore. My, my man has a PTSD. <laughs> That's my Power Rangers now. <laughs> Look at you sinning. Sinning about these anti, <laughs> anti-air machine guns. Continue, you whore. Um, did she call they... you a slut, by the way? Just... <laughs> What? Well, like, did she call you like a slut for like in Power Ranger? No, just that I was evil and like a demon child. All right, perfect. So was John. This is great. I don't remember her cursing at me, so I don't think she cursed at me, but she called me a lot of things that just are not great for development of a child. Oh my god! <laughs> Praying for you. You're gonna need more than that. So anyway, the prowlers start to fall back. John then like totally just like disregards Lieutenant Ham's orders and he leaps from the prowler and destroys several of the emplacements before the rest of blue team and Sergeant John saying rendezvous with him. So basically everybody's like, Oh, John's out. That means we out. <laughs> <It's just laughs> like, Ride or die. <laughs> you gotta love the Spartan Joe. My man jumps off the plane and they're like, all right, squad up. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the Johnson's like, fuck it. I'll go. <laughs> That's it. Yo. Tag and me my- in. <laughs> Everybody's grabbing rocket launchers. <laughs> right. They all got spankers. So, oh man, the black daggers continue doing the original mission because they're a bunch of pussies, as we all know. And they notice a convoy of, civ- of civets. I'm not, quite sure what a civet is a civet a civet hold on you, you i'm gonna figure that out so they notice a convoy of civets on the way to repair the ice cores communication array that they just blew up a little bit ago blue team is then deployed to go and put a stop to that Blue team travels up the tube of the Siobo's mass driver. During their climb, they realize that Lieutenant Ham is kind of a piece of shit and deceived them and used them as decoys <laughs> in order to let the Black Daggers destroy the Civic convoy in the comms tower. So basically, Lieutenant Ham's a fucking asshat who is also against the Spartans and used them as cannon fodder to buy time for the black daggers to do the actual mission and then give all the black daggers the actual credit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You, 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 you corporate ladder. Corporate ladder. What you know about that? So the next day, captain Ascot, Colonel Crowther, Captain Ham. So already you can tell this is a good time. Right? Oh, Niato Ni- Ni- is there as well. Yep. Dr. Halsey, Sergeant Johnson, John, Lieutenant Commander Niato, they all meet. <laughs> so, so good things can only come from this, right? And they, dumb, they come dumb, to discuss dumb. the faults in Operation Ice Drill. John gets reprimanded for not following orders despite Nieto speaking up for him. And during the conversation, Nieto purposely directs the conversation to the age of the Spartans. Meaning, Nieto is kind of like, yeah, but they kids. And then they'd be like, yeah, but he disobeyed. And he'd be like, yeah, but it's a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What do you mean it's a kid? Like he's a young 18-year-old? <laughs> yes. Um, 
that's when the Spartans true age comes out. Cause remember all their records have been changed. So they all been adults and now is like, I know they ain't. <laughs> Why aren't you people listening to me? So it comes out like, yeah, all the Spartans are actually children, literal children. And this is used to justify sidelining them for operation silent storm. Meaning as soon as like, so these kids who have been badassing their way across the cosmos, even like with their own government against them, <laughs> get put on the sidelines. They're like, Oh yeah, they kids. You got to play that pink Floyd. Hey teachers. Mm-hmm. Leave their kids alone. So while they're doing that, they also come to the conclusion that the insurrectionists that were there we're waiting for the covenant. So they decide like, okay, we know they were going to meet the covenant, but why, which obviously that should be easy to figure out, but they're like, we need more information because plot. Plot and beckons. That's when it happens. And that's when a flotilla is detected, is detected nearby, meaning knock, knock. Surprise. Mother lover. <laughs> um, so another yeah, because this battle is not happening in days, hours. It's happening in minutes. Yeah, so that all happens. Um, so Doctor Halsey, kind of, as we know, Doctor Halsey is probably the smartest person in this universe, right? So we've heard. Yeah. So she knows that like Naito has a lot of information that one he shouldn't have. And two, he's actively like the reason like he knew that revealing the Spartans age would kind of get them out of the fight. And she's curious as to like, she doesn't believe that's a coincidence. She believes that Naoto was like acting purposely to get all this done. So she goes back to her lab and at her lab, she begins sweeping the, the lab for like different recording devices, bugs, that kind of thing. And she finds a fuck ton of them. <laughs> like an absolute fuck ton of listening devices. So this bitch has been getting spied on for heaven knows how long. And that kind of confirms with her that Naoto is a fucking treasonous snitch. Uh-oh, Fredo. But yo, can you imagine how pissed you... Like, I know how mad I get, right? Yeah. I can't imagine the fury that woman was going through to like not find more than one listening device dog i can only imagine like that's a woman whose fury i would not want so she is like dead set figured it out naoto's a fucking traitor but they ain't got too much time to waste dog (laughs) because so we are about halfway through silent storm was it breaky time? Let's take a little breaky poo now that things are getting together because we're going to pick up here in a minute with John kind of put, getting put on bitch duty. Yeah, yo, they're on guard duty. Guard yeah. dogs. Yeah. Um. So let's take a quick breaky poo and we'll be right back with uh, how Halsey's going to deal with this fucking mess because, of course, it's Halsey's mess to clean up now because everybody else is useless in this universe. I feel that in my soul. All right, be back. You know what I love? Big booty, bitches. Big, big booty. 
Yes. <laughs> and also war crimes. Speaking of war crimes. Oh, so, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the next step. So during the battle, um, a couple hundred a couple hundred prisoners were taken from the insurrectionist movement, right? John gets in, uh, gets charged with escorting insurrectionist prisoners to the Emmeline. Is that how you say that? Emmeline? I bet you it's Emmeline. Probably. Yeah. To the Emmeline on Cioba. John while transporting, identifies General Garvin and then apprehends him. He's like, wait, I know that bitch. While this is happening, though, remember that little flotilla we were talking about that was getting picked up? Yeah, the little floating alien city. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they just start raining hellfire <laughs> on everything below them. Um, while that's happening, it actually hits a certain ship on that ship was oh where that bitch real quick just just before you hop to the next part it's funny how the rebels were trying to contact and like do all this stuff with them do you remember this movie from the from the 90s called mars attacks who doesn't remember Mars Attacks? Okay, I was making sure, man. I had to be sure that <laughs> it legit that that part of that part of the book reminded me of the scene when everybody comes down and they're like, "Hey, you're welcome here. We love you." They're like, "Nah." <laughs> they get spooked by a dove, <laughs> and it's go out. time, baby. <laughs> and then and then they're like, "We're just kidding. We want peace." So they show up at Congress <laughs> and they do it again. <laughs> and then France is like, "Don't worry, we got this." It happens to France. It's like, yo, stop. (laughs) Stop inviting them. Yo, it's the cast in this movie is crazy, by the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a wild fucking cast. So many people. So many people. I forget what movie I was watching. I was watching a movie and it was the most unpredictable cast I had ever seen. I got to find it and I'll send it to you because it was like. None of them went together. It was fucking the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Is it that really bad anthology movie that everybody didn't realize they signed up for? And when they tried to get out of it, they were like, we'll sue you to Kingdom Come. So they just had to do it. <laughs> Are you talking about like, what was it, Movie 42? Yes, that one. Yep. That was a fucking wild movie. But that's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> the, one I, the one I was watching was an upbeat one. I was watching it with my kid. I'll have to find it again. Look at you watching positive things, dog. I'll find it and I'll, I'll send I'll, next next time uh, we do an episode. I'll I'll list off the cast of characters and see if you can name it. All right, deal. Oh, actually, I know exactly what movie it was. Hold on one second. We'll play the game now. Oh God, I'm not even. Oh, this is what it's like when I ask you a question and, and you didn't do your homework. Oh shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, is this it? There Uh-oh. it is. This is it. This it's is da- it. Daily side quest, y'all. All right. So Amy Adams, mm-hmm. Chris Cooper, mm-hmm. Rashida Jones, okay, Jack Black. He's he's always in one of these <laughs> damn movies. Always. James Joseph Parsons. You may know him as um the guy from Big Bang Theory, Sheldon. Okay. 
Ken Jeong, <laughs> Alan Arkin, Bill Cobbs, uh, Kristen Schaal. Who else was in it? Donald Glover, Sarah Silverman, and Jason Segal. Can I get a hint other than the cast? God, that's so weird. Isn't that the weirdest fucking cast you've ever God, seen? That's so fucking odd. Can I get one more hint that's not the cast? Because <laughs> it completely threw me off. Um... I'll give you I'll give you the plot. In order to save their theater, they must come together again after years apart to do one last show to raise money to save their theater. Save their theater. Oh my god, I, you know what's the worst part? I think I've seen this movie. <laughs> Chances are you have. Oh, save their theater. Am I thinking music? I feel like I'm thinking music. Mm, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. What fucking hooligan movie with a band? Chris Cooper plays the uh, plays the villain. Is it Get Him to the Greek? No. No, no. It's not Get Him to the Greek. I know, yeah, no, because you didn't say Jonah Hill or, or this man. Damn. And Chris Cooper, a.k.a. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. Whoa, whoa. Zach Galifianakis is almost a cameo. He plays uh, a guy by the name of Hobo Joe, who is a homeless man. He's he's the only one to show up for the uh, the show at first. Oh man, I did. I I I can't think of it. I'm I'm stumped. It is the fucking Muppets movie. <laughs> I've never seen the Muppets movie, so I was never gonna get that. Can you believe that fucking wild ass cast? The whole last time I was like, what? <laughs> like, for, Bruce, for baby Bruce, it's like, oh, it's a funny movie. You're like, what are all these people doing? Who are you- these people? Why are they here together? If this was in 2011. <laughs> Bro, people were out here trying to pay their taxes real quick. They're like, I'll do a Muppets movie. A quick 50K. <laughs> oh, my God. Wild man. ass cast, dude. That is a wild cast. God. And for the Muppets movie of all things. For the fucking Muppets movie. The second one is just as crazy with the same, like, it's not the same cast members, but it's the same, like, kind of hodgepodginess. It's wild, man. Can you be? Can you imagine being the casting director for that movie? Like you walk in your first day, like, hey, what's the budget? Who are we looking for? Everyone. What's the Whoever budget? Whoever wants to sign up. <laughs> Whatever you no, need. There is no budget. <laughs> you oh, you worked that out with production. <laughs> That's it. As a casting director, your main goal is to one day work at the on the Muppets movie. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. But oh, yeah, so, so anyway, war crimes, yeah. War crimes, John finds old old lady like, hey, hey, shorty. <laughs> I know that mouth. <laughs> yeah. So while that's going on, um, some barrages start happening, right? So on her ship. What's her name? Halima Ascot. So you might remember her. We were just talking about her a little bit ago. We don't like her. 
She's bad. Halima's yeah. bad. So she was informed because she's that stupid that there was an incoming barrage from the alien flotilla. So she, she gets comms like, yeah, they're shooting at us. And she's like, oh, gosh, darn it. And then she watches as um like a whole bunch of the vehicles go stealth mode. And then begin to go like fly away into space, obviously, to get the fuck out of there. Um, so the alien ship is like, fuck it, just shoot in that general direction they're coming from. I'm sure we'll hit something. And boy, did they. <laughs> how big was that explosion (laughs) it was pretty big um so fortunately the the ship took the brunt of it the real damage came from the crashing of the ship on that ship was our boy avery johnson (gasps) dum 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 avery johnson was on the ship lima ascot was on the ship Uh, somebody else was on the ship too yes uh all the crew died. The only people who survived was Avery Johnson and the ODSTs. So Crowther, being the absolute incompetent fuck that he is, decides that he wants to send a whole ass team of Black Daggers to go search for survivors in the middle of this fucking Armageddon that's taking part around them. But that didn't happen because there was only one squad available. Who was it, Brandon? Who was ready to go? <sighs> So, realizing that none of his men remained on the moon, because remember, they're all bitches, so they GTFO'd real quick, (laughs) John 117 diverts himself and his Spartans to assist. That's what I love about John. You ain't gotta tell him, he know. (laughs) He knows knows. up. (laughs) However, he did finish his mission. He did bring the prisoners onto onto the transport. So, he finished that up real quick and then flew right off. Oh man, they going to that Starry Night, baby. Y'all remember They're the going Starry to Night? The starry Night, Starry Night from the little observation mission got got taken down. Fun fact: this uh, this podcast has a clip from the Starry Night in its intro. Oh, welcome home, John. <laughs> no, that's like Halo Four. Man, I'm just saying our in- our intro literally ends with "Welcome Home, John." I'm just saying. Yeah, the that's intro. not the Starry Night quote. I know it's not the Starry Night quote. What are you talking about right now? Are you even human? Are you real? What'd you do with Kenny? He's dead. You're a replicant. <laughs> he's dead, and he's never coming back. Good. That's less dividends <laughs> I have to pay. Oh lord! <laughs> it's in the paperwork. <laughs> There is no paperwork. <laughs> oh, man. So, John, uh, bearing in mind, nobody really knows where the Starry Night crashed. The Starry Night being the ship that all these people were on. Nobody really knows where it crashed. They'd kind of project to where it was going to be. And uh, John and the team. They advanced to the crash site, you know, where it is. While taking heavy covenant fire, returning fire, and they're just going like and slaughtering as many covenant as they can because the covenant were also heading to the ship because obviously they wanted to recover the ship data, right? So everybody is like converging onto the ship. This is like a Black Hawk Down scenario. (laughs) Like everybody's trying to get there at once, leading to a whole bunch of shit going down. 
it's funny you say that because that's probably literally the best way to describe what's about to happen to a mm-hmm. lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everything goes real bad. <laughs> everything gets really screwy. I'm going to go through the plot of what happens, and then you just kind of hit me with the... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll try to. I'll I'll fill with, you in with, with the with the uh, the three letters that come with them. Sure, we'll pull them up. Oh god, because there's a lot. Now, while this is going on, another thing I want to make mention is John just took it upon himself to not even bother to tell Colonel Crowther that he was going to rescue these people. Oh, as, that's, as that's, as, that's not the only thing he didn't tell him. <laughs> what else did he tell him? Remember, he decided a, a certain ship had to go bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So everybody's going to this crash ship. Only to realize that the ship kind of crashed on, like, the slope of a canyon wall. The Spartans, you know, kind of in the shit, are like, how are we going to get up there? And I, who, I don't know which one of them had this genius move. I believe it was Fred. I don't doubt it was Fred, because Fred's kind of the idiot who things work out for sometimes. Pretty sure it was Fred. Like, I have a strong... Inkling it was Fred. So the idea they have while, you know, in this firefight is fuck it. We won't go up there. We'll bring the ship to us. (laughs) So they throw live fucking grenades. Yeah, it was Fred. (laughs) (laughs) They throw live grenades at the ship to kind of jostle it loose. (laughs) So it falls down to them. Oh, man. Now, they were hoping this would be gentle. Oh, nothing. (laughs) And that the way they threw it, they were hoping that these grenades would kind of, like, loosen the ice and it would just slide down the ice. Oh, I'm I'm lying. I'm lying, y'all. So, it was John. It was literally blue team and and grenade launchers. (laughs) Yep. It only gets worse. So... They fire these grenades off at it and the covenant seeing what they're doing goes, fuck that. This is our ship. So a covenant plasma blast then hits like where they're throwing these grenades at. And that causes a fucking avalanche. Mm, how you like your coffee? I hope it's half and half. Cause half got buried. <laughs> John immediately gets like engulfed in the, in the avalanche. All John. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. no, you, no, no, you no. I was gonna be like, what? This is this is where Fred comes in. Oh, what Fred do? Yeah, Fred was um, Fred Fred escaped. He didn't get caught up under the snow. Mm-hmm. It's because him, Linda, and Kelly were in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Fred, Linda, and Kelly are recovering the four ODST survivors from the Starry Night as John is like trying to dig his way out of an avalanche, which has to be a goddamn nightmare because from what i understand with avalanches the big killer of them isn't just the force it's also if you do get engulfed in it you kind of lose your 
your sense of a Z axis. So you don't really know if you're digging up or digging down or left or right. They're like, all oh, you're, you get all fucked up. So you don't know which way you're trying to dig yourself out of. At least that's just what I've read. I don't know. I've never been in, I've never been an avalanche victim. I don't know. I try to avoid those. No, nah, man, I can't even skate. So that, that's, that's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, I don't ski. I don't fuck with snow. <laughs> like, My man said, not today, Satan. I'm, I'm so pro global warming to get rid of all the snow. You have no idea. But <laughs> man, I've watched way too many horror movies to know once that bad boy melts, something's coming out. Yo, I have been on a horror movie kick about the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Something always comes out, man. <laughs> something's something's there. Um, but they're all digging it out. And oh, they're not only recovering the four ESTs, they do see Johnson as well. And Johnson is all fucked up because and I don't mean that as in like bloody and shit. I mean like he is concussed like a motherfucker because this dude just survived a, a fucking plane crash <laughs> and an avalanche, fucking explosions. He he's a little rattled. You know what I mean? Boy, they're they're more than rattled because a particular somebody I believe gives them a little call. Yeah, go 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 through that little call. Yeah, y'all. So um, and and then I'll go into Linda's master plan. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, so when when everything went down with the uh, the Spartans, John actually called Crowder, and. He John had to fill him in on what they were doing. He was like, hey, man, um, we need a waypoint. They were like, we were trying to originally check what was going on with the Starry Night because we were the only ones that could do anything. And the, the, the interesting part about the exchange is John's really thinking, of, thinking about, he's choosing his words super carefully so that Crowder still had the option to blame the Spartans if anything went wrong. And the uh, reason... It, yeah. Or am I too far ahead? Approach. No, no, you're good. You're solid. No. Yeah, no, de- definitely the diplomatic approach. And I mean, mind you, in a corporate military sense, it's perfect. So, and, and the reason why John did it was just so that Crowder would be more pal- was it palatable as well as not be in their damn way. Right, bearable. <laughs> so he um So after after they inform after they inform Crowder, that's when John signals Joshua and Kurt. And then Josh and Go team, they go to the right. Um and blue blue team and green team, they go to the left of it. So that way they can um they can find the debris, go through the fog. Yeah, and just not get their panties wet. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, they were putting. Yeah. <laughs> yo, were they? Wait, is were they also fighting insurgents? Um, no, I think the insurgents fucked off for this okay, part. Okay, so I, I don't remember reading anything about the insurgents for this. I think most of the insurgents were were captured already by this time. I'd have to go back and reread it, but I'm pretty sure they were all either dead or captured. Mm-hmm. But yeah, y'all. Pretty much, John finally ropes in Crowder. Everybody starts getting a position. 
as well as um Crowder finally acknowledges the plan and he he tells John, don't take any actions unless they're warranted. Which, if he knew even remotely who he was speaking to, like, all actions are warranted if they work. Oh, and there's more bad news. (laughs) Gotta love Um, the bad news. (laughs) Well, bad news in the sense of... um, Biden gets second term. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is why this is why the people think you're you're the conservative of the street. Little do they know it's me. No. <laughs> Plot twist. Dumb dumb dumb. Name changes to Tim Scott. Um no, but um, no, the essentially the the what's it? Uh Bilko's naval is naval force is coming. They're they're mm-hmm. ready to bring the bring the rain, as Tyrese mm-hmm. would say. And NATO, um, yet Yeto, he pretty much tells them, "Hey, either this is gonna push them all the way back, or it's gonna completely annihilate them." So they got like yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah, the insurgents are coming. Remember that's spearheaded by uh, Cole's exe poo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let me know where I went wrong. Oh no, you nailed it. You crushed it. Like that that purpose pur- purposely, god damn it. Perfectly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm running on Mountain Dew in four hours of sleep. <laughs> Let's god. go. God, we we're getting there. We're on chapter fifteen right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Only three more. Um so do you, okay, so Linda has this brilliant idea. She's like, yo, we can't let you know the covenant take the ship. If they take the ship, you know, the coal protocol is still kind of being figured out and nobody had a chance to initiate anything. So they're like, if they take the ship, they could find earth. We can't let that happen. Linda's like, I'm going to fucking blow it up. And she's like, I'm actually going to do even better than blow it up. I'm going to make sure to wait to blow it up until some of those motherfuckers get on this ship. (laughs) Also real quick, just for everybody. It's um, Fred and Fred and Malcolm are with Linda, right? Uh, no, Fred and Kelly are with Linda. Fred and Kelly, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're about ready to separate their own, like, in different directions here right, in a second right, anyway. Right. But, um, so Linda rigs the, uh, a, a nuke. <laughs> it's called a Fury, y'all. <laughs> it's a Fury tactical nuclear weapon. <laughs> it's basically a suitcase nuke. <laughs> it's a snook. <laughs> or we, as we like to call Remember- it in the business, money in the bank. Remember in the early 2000s when they were trying to make us afraid, afraid of suitcase nukes? Remember when that was the big thing in the news? Like, oh, we can fit nuclear devices in suitcases now. <laughs> Do you remember you know, that fear? That fear I, tactic back then? I feel like nothing, nothing's more scary than like the, what was it? When the nuclear response system accidentally went oh, off. Oh, for and Hawaii? Then... <laughs> yeah, dude. Try being a member of the military when that went down. Oh, I know y'all were losing your fucking mind. No, a memo was immediately put out. with Like, it was the fastest whip memo I've ever seen in my life, saying everything's cool. <laughs> like, there was typos. Like, it was all fucking no punctuation. It might as well have been just a mass text message. saying like, like, get it out. Disregard that. <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> that to me is scarier than a suitcase nuke. <laughs> Man, they really had me out here thinking I was going to die from either uh, fucking quicksand or or acid rain. 
<laughs> Little did we know. <laughs> Little did we know um, it was going to be inflation. But so Linda rigs this nuke to blow. And <laughs> while she's doing that, John begins to engage behind Fred. <laughs> so he so so he makes sure to put Fred between him and the enemy because, again, fuck Fred. <laughs> Yeah, this is the second time. <laughs> we just don't like Fred, okay? Um, uh, behind Fred, and then Kelly is also near there. So those three kind of set up more of a border. If you can kind of picture that, they're kind of walling off a side of it. And then once the newt gets armed, those present on the Starry Night escape by getting into the Starry Night, jumping in a launch pod. <laughs> an escape pod and then instead of escaping from earth to the planet they try to fucking do it the other way where they use the escape pod to go from the planet to the to space it's all like all those halo uh trick videos you see of people trying to glitch out of the map <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking modern problems require modern solutions now while that's happening john does decide to stay along with the other uh spartans and they decide that they're going to buy them time to one, get to the fucking escape pod. And two, no big deal. We'll just outrun the nuke. <laughs> Bro, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog TV show song started playing. Gotta go fast. <laughs> Motherfuckers are just like, no, don't worry about it. We can run faster than that. <laughs> don't <What>? worry. <laughs> Actually, let's, let's see. Oh, meanwhile, the Emmeline, uh, piloted by Commander Neato's Moles, manages to escape as well without uh, attracting any of the UNSC, like any of their attention. So, how, okay, so now this is atomic bomb. I'm looking for a nuclear bomb. Sorry. I was going to be like, a an atomic bomb is about the... It's about 300 miles a second. Yeah, let's, let me check the geniuses on. Damn it, I need numbers, people. While you're doing that, Captain Neoto did have one more fuck you moment in him. Oh, what he doing? So while the Spartans were kind of like cordoning off the area, um, they did request, you know, like a strike, you know, some sort of bombing run be done to kind of thin out the the horde of covenant and nioto uh delays the attack he's just like nah i can't do it so he purposely tried to like get the spartans overran and killed but don't worry everybody gets out alive well, minus like everybody who died, those people don't matter. We mean the important people all get out alive. I believe I have our answer, and that's that's oh god, that's tragic, tragic. I say. So essentially, for the Spartans to outrun a nuclear bomb or nuclear blast, we're looking at them moving about. 30, um, 3,200 meters per second. Oh, wow. 
per second. That's how fast they have to move to outrun the blast. And then for all you, all us lovely people in America, that is 7,158 miles. Well. Yeah, so they got to be Sonic X fast. <laughs> so the following day, um, the... The casualties from the battle are commemorated uh, to space by Lieutenant Commander Naoto, uh, who is the new leader of Task Force Yama. Afterward, he and Colonel Crowther openly argue in front of everybody and start to threaten each other over, um, over like getting court-martialed on who gave the decision to send the Spartan twos into battle, meaning that they both accuse the other one of doing it, not knowing John just did it himself. <laughs> <laughs> so they both accuse the other one to be like working with the enemy. Yo, John's a bit of a bad boy in this. Uh, in this Silent story. Storm is really good, man. Silent Storm is really worth, really worth reading. Like it's really good. Um, while this is good because it really does kind of paint John in a picture too. Like it, it, it definitely nails it on a whole bunch of aspects. Um, after that happens, Crowther then speaks to Sergeant Johnson about his his suspicions that Nyoto um, was purposely delaying support for the Spartans the day before. So Crowther may be a bitch, and we might hate him, but he's not completely stupid. He's stupid. He's dumb, but he's not stupid. You know what I mean? He doesn't uh, think he's a mole, per se, but he thinks that he purposely like tried to get the Spartans killed. Like a li- Like, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little, just an itty bit. Um, just, just a wee bit. So he's like, yo, I think that guy, I think he's trying to get y'all killed on purpose. So you know what? I'm going to send y'all, I'm going to send the Spartans and you, Sergeant Johnson, to Etalan to attack the Covenant supply chain. <laughs> <laughs> That's and not suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, we were running on an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, cliffhanger? Cliffhanger? I'll, I'll leave them with this. Um, blue team. <laughs> nah, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. So we're going to leave you there with uh, suspicions running rampant. I don't know why Halsey just hasn't told everybody yet, <laughs> but regardless, we're going to leave it there for the first half of Silent Storm. I, I honestly like Silent Storm. What do you think of it, Ken Dog, so far? Uh, I like it just in the case of um, number one. You kind of see how John and and Johnson kind of form the bond that we see in um, mm-hmm. the Halo trilogy, as well as I like how the Spartans don't really give a shit about like what the ODSTs and like what what the the generals are telling them. At the end of the day, yeah. if they're like if they see the the opportunity to get an advantage, they're going to take it. Yep. Yep. I pre- appreciates that. Appreciates that a lot. Yeah. I feel like this is the first, this book purposely, like, God damn it. I said purposely again. Purposely. <laughs> Perfect. I don't purposely. know what is wrong with me. Perfectly paints that picture of them coming off of Sam's death. And then like, yo, they're out here trying to get us killed. We need to like do our own thing. Accomplish the mission, but we're going to do it our fucking way. You know what I mean? Like they come like kind of like the bad company sort of, you know, 
but super soldiers. And kids. Mainly kids, yeah. Mainly kids. Je- <laughs> I was going to say Jeffrey Epstein loved reading this book. Oh um, my God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> great, great run, y'all. We had a solid run. <laughs> we can say that. He was convicted. We're fine. <laughs> oh. We just can't say anything about anybody else who has not been convicted. Ah, well, that, that's when you hit it with the letter, Kenny. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> now, you're fine as long as they're convicted. Hot damn. All right. I need to make a list for the next episode. <laughs> I'm going to Animaniacs this shit. I'm going to have a whole song A oh, to God. Z. <laughs> you could pull it off. Easy. Easy. I just got to find the right beat. Just use the Animaniacs beat. I will, but I gotta be original. Maybe I put a little spice on it, a little mayo, make it real spicy. Mm. Yeah. But uh, so that wraps up for this week. Next week we'll be going back over to Technomancer, where Ken Dog is going to take point on Technomancer. Um. So you will get the second half. This this will drop on this Saturday, which is the thirteenth. So that means you will receive the second half of Silent Horn of uh, Silent Storm on the twenty seventh. Bro, what, what freakiness you be doing in the world that you're like Silent Horn? Are you, are you, I thought I slid it by you too. I'm so, <laughs> I thought I'm I like, did. <laughs> bro, if you out here using elk penises, that's cool, man. Damn it! Like I, th- I was so, I was like, fuck yeah, I got away with it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I'm like, I'm like your mom. I'm gonna nag you about it. <laughs> God damn it! You can't get away with shit on this podcast. <laughs> that's for last. That's for last week. <laughs> um but yeah so the 20th y'all will get the uh well that weekend of the 20th i should use the term weekend um the weekend of the 20th you'll you'll get the second episode for technomancer and then the weekend of the 27th you'll have silent storm part two um it shouldn't be a long episode for silent storm part two so we'll see what we can um because we're about three quarters of the way through, but a lot happens in that last corner because the the writer is a slow burner. <laughs> oh man, this is easy. We're doing a prey review. You're gonna watch prey, damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm actually super interested to watch prey. Dude, it's good. It's it's like it's it's good. It's yeah, um. I heard that because uh, I've I heard that a lot of people claiming it was pandering or like way over overdoing it. Like, dude, they yo the movie the, the movie doesn't pander to nobody. It 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 really doesn't. Like, See, I'm, that- it checks out. It, that's what I was thinking. Because based on what I saw and like the way it was marketed, it didn't feel like it was pandering at all. You know what I mean? Like, so I was I was super interested. So I'm I'm actually probably going to watch that. Um, maybe this weekend, if not next week, at some point. Well, technically, I'll be up there. Maybe we'll do a. <laughs> and I'm down. Yeah, we could do a. Oh, for those of you who yeah. don't know, Ken Dog's making a little trippy poo up here to see me. Are we going to do an episode together? Yeah, we get to sit across from each <gasps> other. <laughs> well, that won't work. We'll have to sit next to each other and awkwardly look at the same screen. You get to see my gross setup of how I operate. <laughs> oh, I don't like this, actually. <laughs> no, y'all remember the, the, the blue, the Yeti has the, the setting. 
that you can. Oh, you no, can, I'm not worried about that. I'm I'm set with that. There's just no way for you to sit across from. Oh my god! <laughs> so you will have to sit next to me, <laughs> and then you'll have to operate the mouse, and I'll have to operate the keyboard because I have oh, everything. No, like you know those um those LED mats that go over your desk. And they like light up and shit. Mm-hmm. I have two of those because the way I use a computer is I like have my arms in like a V shape. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't use them like normal people with them in front of me. They outstretch like eagle's wings. <laughs> so Dude. I have two of those mats because of how much room I take. <laughs> that That's the perfect segue because we're, we're about to Jonathan Sanchez this that mother effort because guess where we're going on Sunday? Who? Us. <laughs> guess where we're going Sunday? Where are we going? DD two fourteen game. Oh shit! That's the other thing. Thank you. Go ahead, tell the people <laughs> what we got going on. Yeah, we're hanging out with the boys. They want to bring us back. We're hanging out this time. We're talking yes. shop. <laughs> yes. Not an interview. Just I'm excited, man. They're uh, they're revealing their season premiere, and we're going to be there for it. I'm high. I'm bringing my charger. <laughs> that way, I'm not running around. <laughs> Charge your phone the day be- the night before. I we, did. They, they record in the mornings because they're not like us. They actually do it the smart way. <laughs> record. Oh man. Day. <laughs> we just don't have that option. <laughs> but yeah, not and yet. Then, <laughs> and then um, I want to get through a little bit. I want to get Halo into a good spot. And then one of these Halo weeks, we'll we'll circumvent, we'll link up with our boys because we want to get people on for uh, season two. Um, because Ken Dog and I are interested in some things, so we're bringing some people on to talk to them about what they do and how they do it because it's bewildering to me and I don't understand it. And I'm I'm I kind of I'm just curious <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll announce that as it gets closer. Um, they're already in the works. It's just a matter of we have to like Ken Dog and I have to pick a day and then send it to them and them say if it works or not. <laughs> That's kind of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about. And it'll 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 work out. We're gonna make a segment of it. It'll be like a, how do you do your job Wednesday or something. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll post a special a special day for it. Yeah, it, I'm I'm excited for that too because that's always something I've wanted to do, but I just can't do. You know what I mean? I like got welding. you. Man. Like welding looks cool as shit, but I don't I don't know how and I'm not gonna learn. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> Bro, you could take your community college class. Yeah, nah. And then uh, and then do what with it? Why am I <laughs> potentially make sixty sixty to a hundred thousand after some years of experience? They're normally okay. in demand. <laughs> They're always in demand. Like the trades are where it's at. Like I don't know what I am. Don't get me started. You're gonna get me page. You're gonna make me micro this shit. <laughs> and we're gonna end the cliffhanger. Dirty jobs next week. <laughs> Dirty jobs, and that's why I'm gonna vote for. I'm gonna handwrite micro for the next presidential election because the presidency is a dirty job, and he's the only man I know who can do it. Man, that dude's gonna sell us on the back end. <laughs> Did you know it wasn't this last election? It was the election before that. He had to actually publicly put out that he was not running for president because so many people were asking him to run for president. No, I actually did not know that. Yeah, dude. He had to publicly come out and was like, I am not running for president. Quit saying that. <laughs> like, Bro, that's a mess. Dog, can you imagine people clamoring for you to run for president? 
Nah, kid. Listen, I'm already stressed out as it is. I don't need the world's stress because I, 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 <laughs> I can't handle my own shit. Right? I'd, <laughs> like, I'd curse out a world leader. <laughs> I watch Power Rangers. I can't be president. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, correction. You didn't watch Power Rangers, so you can't be. That's mm. what disqualifies you. Not being over the age of what? <laughs> not being under 35, over 70. Not committing a felony. <laughs> You didn't watch right. Power Rangers. <laughs> didn't watch Power Rangers. Can't do it. Oh, man. But um, with that all being said, Kendall, do you want to take these nice people out or do you have any send offs? No, nah, man. Yeah, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it with the quintessential. <coughs> See you <laughs> later, y'all.